Welcome to the party, pals. I'm Phil Gawthorne, action movie screenwriter. And I'm Liam Billingham, movie podcaster. And together we host Die Hard on a Blank, a podcast from Sugar23 that explores the influence of Die Hard on action cinema. In each episode, we'll talk about one major action movie that was released after Die Hard. Now, some of these movies take place on a bus. On a boat. Or even a roadhouse. Uh, sure. The point is, these are action movies that couldn't exist without Die Hard, and its DNA is everywhere. Die Hard on a Blank is a celebration of action movies and a deep dive into the ways that Die Hard shaped the action genre. So if you're a casual fan or an action movie Die Hard. Ooh, very nice. Then Die Hard on a Blank is for you. Yes, you personally. Our first two episodes, which are all about the original 1988 masterpiece Die Hard, drop December 21st, because Die Hard is a Christmas movie, wherever you get your podcasts. Phil, do the line. Now we have a podcast. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. I'm George Fragopoulos. I'm Liam Billion. And this is Oeuvre Busters. Oeuvre Busters. And we're done. Yay! Uh, I guess not the season finale, more so the season finale recap. This is the, our first clips episode. <laughs> and now, a journey through Oeuvre Busters. So now you can stop I listening. I will remember you. Oh, that, was, that was supposed to be my part. We'll, okay, so let's, do, let's take it back. <laughs> right, right, right. I no. will remember. <laughs> wait, all right, sorry, sorry, start again. Yeah. Okay. I, I will. Oh no, wait. I'm, 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 I will oh, yeah. remember you. Oh wait, was that my cue? Was, oh yeah. Do 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 do. Sorry, let's start again. No, no, okay. Okay. I will. <laughs> You know, let's maybe just, <laughs> you know, let's just move on. Let's just move on. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. So, we so got, this is our first clips episode. What, uh, it is. What well, clips are we of, doing? Uh, are the the best hits? The best hits. I do actually have um, um from a previous episode a clip of us <laughs> doing um. I think we sang it. Now I had the time of <laughs> my oh, life. Oh yeah, I think that made it in one of the episodes. No, it didn't make it. In. It's a separate clip, and I'm trying oh. to decide what to do with Ooh. it. No, we're here because we finished our. We've we've watched all twelve all? films directed by Johan Cassavetes Johann or Cassavetes. John Cassavetes. Yeah. How do you say what's the Greek of John? Yannis. Yannis. Yeah. Yannis Cassavetes. What's, what's how do you say Cassavetes in Greek? I think so. Just say it with the Greek accent, Cassavetes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> we've finished all of the John Cassavetes films. <laughs> They're finished. We went from Shadows to Big Trouble. And then with a, a detour to Johnny Staccato. Genius Johnny Staccato, Mikey and Nikki, and of course the infamous Dick Cavett. Yeah. Dick Cavett. So we did a lot of extra stuff too. Um, got a lot. Of, we got a lot done in a in a sh- well, not that short amount. Of time. Only six months. <laughs> it only took us six months to watch twelve movies. But that's neither here nor there. Can I can eat pistachios while you're recording? You could drink though. You can drink. Hang on. There's yeah. very little beer left in my beer. Oh, uh, you're gonna have to get another one. So terrible. You're terrible. So what we're doing t- uh, in this kind of very um, uh, brief but not sentimental. Brief but not. I will remember <laughs> you. I nailed it. Okay. Um, Sarah McLaughlin is chill, right? Sad doggy. She is, yeah. Oh, don't don't fucking get me sorry. Every year. I wonder what my dogs are doing. Three dogs get killed by Sarah McLaughlin. (laughs) For some sort of sacrificial ritual. It's to save all the other dogs. It's ransom, so we keep buying her records. Does she still make records, or do you think she's just living off that I will remember you? 
That's a very good question. Welcome to Sarah McLaughlin cast. I'm definitely going to take a deep dive. McLaugh cast. It's their Wikipedia page later. Um, so what we're going to be doing today is quickly well, just kind reflecting. Of reflecting on our yeah on our and, brilliant brilliant thoughts. And then we we have a voicemail back from actually from January after we did the husbands episode that we never got to. Um, that we should probably talk about. No, it's not um, from Keith. It's not from Keith. It's from Peter Rinaldi, who's the other person that listens to our show. By the way, every time you, every time we mention Keith, I just like picture uh, like a, a cutscene, and we like somewhere in uh, London. Keith Richards is sitting in his. Oh, I don't pad. like this at all. But <laughs> the opposite, he's like these fucking guys are these, brilliant. These fucking jazzers. I don't oh, know any. Uh, I don't know any. Um, what do you call it? Cockney. I don't <laughs> even know. If, if fucking love it. I love it. Mix on the other. Mix on the other. Like Keith, hey, we gotta. Oh, Keith. We gotta go on tour. Stop me, you. And Keith said, "Fuck you. Make them too busy listening to Liam and George." I miss Mick. Um, so, so we're going to talk about this voicemail from our friend Pete Rinaldi, yeah. and then we're going to wrap up with a with a debate about how to watch these movies. Yeah, and so, by debate, we're going to um, take off our shirts and, and rub our chests, rub together. our chests together, and then something will happen. Something magical will happen. We'll figure which is the be best cast of Eddie's film. It's going to be really good. And well, so we do it. I'm going to sing. I will remember <laughs> you. Do, 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 do. Okay. Um, George, how do you feel now that we're finished? Good. Accomplished. I do feel a little accomplished. It took me almost 40 years to do something meaningful with my life. <laughs> and I feel like this is it. Which is weird because you're 55. <laughs> Time goes by really quickly when you're recording a podcast. Um, no, I feel... Uh, I was saying in our previous episode, there was a little bit of like... Uh, a bittersweet, like when we that final scene of Big Trouble, which yeah. feels like a John Cassavetes final scene. Um, I was kind of like, we did. Whoa, it happened. We got through them all. Yeah, it was. You know, and it, it, this is the first. I, but I will say this though. Um, this is the first time I've ever seen an entire, which obviously is the, the purpose a body of, of work. Yeah, an entire body of work in this way. And it was really kind of uh, what well, was interesting and illuminating. Um, have you ever seen a, have you, is there other directors who've made, let's say more than five or six films whose entire oeuvre you've busted? Oh, that's a good question. No, I think the closest I've come is probably Kubrick. Ooh, you've seen, we've probably seen every Kubrick film. No, you know what I had? There's, um, I haven't seen, fuck, uh, the Kirk Douglas one. <gasps> and that's, that's the best one. Pass of Glory. Pass that's of the glory. best that's one. The best. And I have it, I have it at home. It's amazing. On, D- on DVD and all that. It's amazing. Sitting there. Um, I still haven't seen it. It's really, 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 really amazing. The only other filmmaker who... Well, I've probably seen every Kubrick. No, I haven't seen The Killing. I was... um. But I've seen every Bellatar movie, and I've seen uh, every Bellatar film. I see. I've seen the Killing, but you saw, sorry, you've seen all, all every, the Bell, in, every, the, every, in the cinema. In the cinema, every yeah, single yeah, yeah. one. You said, yeah. I went to that retrospective, um, and I think when I said that Bellatar himself would probably feel sorry for you. Yeah, he would be like, "What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? What's life? wrong with you? And You're like, like Saint Tango me, is seven this, hours long, I it twice, right? And you've seen. You know, it. it's getting re-released in 4K. Yeah, I'm yeah. so. I, don't I saw know the video how. of him um, gingerly walking out it's of that. That's probably because I shared it studio. 14 times. Yeah, probably. I was, was obsessed with it. Oh that, boy, we're really that in your love we for haven't, Cold War. We haven't even. Ta- oh, Cold what are War. we doing here? What are we talking about? Are we talking about pistachios? We're talking about Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. So, yeah, right. um, no, I think uh, there's a feeling of a uh, genuine like, oh, because I think for years I've wanted to watch all of his movies, and I feel like what there's a said. there's a little panging sense of guilt about having not seen them all. And now that I've seen them all. Yeah. It's um, also interesting to think about, uh, so now that obviously that we're recapping, and we'll talk about this maybe a little bit later, but, but which films I will be going back to see again. 
And sure. which films, obviously, I'm like, I'm not going to be eager to do as such. Not Faces. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel about Faces. Um, no, I think there's a real feeling of... Uh, it, it, I do feel like a not certainly not an expert on someone, but I feel like I can talk about someone with a with a with a weird sense of knowledge that I didn't have before. Certainly, yeah, of course, which is a cool feeling. So should we jump into this voicemail? Um, so our friend Pete Pete Rinaldi, who's, Who, a, who's a John Cassavetti super fan. Yeah, and, and his podcast is Back to One. Right. I forgot the name. <laughs> it's called Back to One, <laughs> and Pete interviews actors. Uh, one incredible actors. We've we've gone through the list, but like off the top of my head, Joanna Cooley from Cold War. Of course, um, which it's a great interview, um, and he he was a he was a little put off by our um, response to the husbands episode. Um, I would say uh, with some merit. What 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 I, we wanted to use this voicemail for is to kind of have a jumping off point to talk about the larger questions that we. I think some of the things we were thinking yeah, about yeah, before totally. we watched um, and things that we've talked about a lot. John, you found the film. So let's we're gonna we're gonna pop, we're gonna play that voicemail right now. Hi guys, Peter and Aldi here. Big fan of the show. Uh, yeah, just. I'm, my major beef with your with you guys and your talk on husbands is that it just starting to feel like you're chastising Cassavetes for not being woke and uh, getting his act together in the a Me Too kind of way. Um, you know, uh, no movement in my lifetime has changed me more than the Me Too movement. I'm still being changed. It's changing everything in my life and everything, and, and and really in, in everything I see. Uh, I'm I'm reevaluating. Uh, but when you do that kind of thing to stuff that is, um, you know, from a time barely into the uh, women's rights movement, you run into problems, in my opinion. And for you guys who I'm who I, I'm, I'm really enjoying what you're doing, but for, for, for this to be the predominant thing that you guys are talking about when you're talking about John Cassavetes films, it's starting to um, get very frustrating for me and a little scary. Uh, when you talked about that scene with uh, Gus and Mary in the hotel room, and using words like, uh, I don't know, compete, completely useless or something like or no artistic value, you know, worthless, um, uh, painful. You know, you could have these opinions, but when they, when they start bleeding over into this kind of easy willingness to kind of X out the whole thing and kind of erase it almost or, or it kind of feels like that when you're using words like worthless or something it that's a little scary for me so that's my main issue with with what you guys were saying culminating with this husband's uh, episode and maybe this is the one that you'll really hammer hammer that in more than any others because it is about three womanizing males uh, but there is going to be plenty of, um, stuff coming up that, you know, you're going to maybe want to have your, your, um, uh, sirens out about, but 
I, I, I hope that you can just put it into the context and the time frame that it's in and still be able to see its worth. That's my main thing. Other than that, guys, I'm loving what you're doing. Keep doing it. Uh, I'm getting a lot of value out of it as a Cassavetes lover, just hearing you guys talk from your own viewpoint on these films, about these films, and um, it's making me re-examine them. And like I said in the tweet, it, it really it, they are living things to me, where every time you come in contact with them, they are different. And this uh, podcast is making me want to go back and see them again. And I see them in a different way. Keep doing what you're doing. Loving it. Rock on. So first and foremost. Thank I'm, you, Pete. Yeah, we should thank Pete for actually taking us seriously. Even before, actually, we took ourselves seriously. <laughs> Pete, you've believed in us longer than we believed in ourselves. Um, <clears throat> so I would say I walked into this with a little bit of like, John Cassavetes isn't that great, right? <laughs> Not that I didn't think the films were good, but I expected to encounter some pretty retrograde. Is that the right word? Retrograde sure, yeah. sort of politics and, yeah. and posturing in the films. Um, and I think that I definitely had, I think it's pretty obvious that we had our sights set on husbands, especially in relationship to the Ca the Cavett interview. Um, right. So I think Pete is drawing attention to something pretty important. Um, and, you know, one thing we never really got into, but we could, we can talk about briefly is that there are bands like La Tigra, which who did um, what's your take on Cassavetes and to kind of address the question of, is he a misogynist? Um, Fugazi has a song about John Cassavetes. I did not know that. The name of which is escaping me right now. So, you know, we have, we're not the first people to, we're probably the most famous people well, to take this on, but yeah, we're, about saying. we're probably, and we're probably the most prestigious, but we're not the only ones. Right. I mean, I do this thing, this question on, I do what I do like about what, Pete said is that yes I think to some degree um, there's a certain kind of like presentism to our approach to these films which is impossible also to kind of um, extricate ourselves from in the yes. sense like obviously we are watching these films with in many respects thankfully with the distance of at times 40 years so yeah. it, it obviously will kind of color the way in which we see these films How, however having also said that I think there are plenty of moments where a we have stopped and said or thought about yeah. the ways in which Cassavetes is doing things for the time, which are like radically progressive. So, for example, at times his approach to race can be retrograde and problematic, certainly. But there can, are can also you give an moments. Example? Well, like okay, so in I'm I'm glad you mentioned that too because this is one thing. For example, so after I was thinking about Pete's voicemail, I knew we were going to talk about it today. And there, I think there are also moments, for example, where we don't give him enough shit <laughs> for certain things mm. that he does. So in Big Trouble which we just recorded the episode last week. And again, I don't remember everything that we said about it, but I think we definitely fucking dropped the ball in not talking enough about how shitty that film is in terms of race and whether or not it is or it isn't like a John Cassavetes production. It still obviously is a film that he has his name. So on. you're talking specifically about, um, I feel like big trouble's already left my brain in some yeah. ways. Well, no. So for example, like how all of the um, characters who are not white are very much coded in as mm. being very radically other. So it's not by coincidence, for example, that at the very end, like the terrorists, that yes, some okay, of them are of course, clearly yeah. people of color. Yeah, that's um, a good point. A lot of the other people of color in the film are, for example, servants. Right. So that there's 
and it's not self-aware and it's not self-aware right totally and and you know despite I, it being a satire yeah of sorts. but again having also said that nobody i think can see shadows and not say like that film especially for obviously when it was made is radically progressive and super interesting and there are a lot of moments in casabetti's especially when it comes to issues of race where and actually i would say uh gen gender, gender too yeah but I'm, I'm thinking for example about like the relationship um that his character has and blanking on his name character has in love oh. streams okay with the singer who is an african-american woman and nothing and there's robert no, Herman. yes and there's no commentary for example on the fact that, like, oh, they're an interracial couple. The same thing Same with Cosmo Bank- Vitelli yeah, and very good, uh, yeah. Killing of a Chinese Killing Book. Chinese Book. Forgetting the names of these movies, yeah. right, left and center. <laughs> well, th- th- now they're at the end. You don't right. have to remember yeah. them at all. This is the end, my <laughs> only <laughs> friend. I was actually just thinking about Apocalypse Now the other day. I was like, wow, Apocalypse Now. I can't remember anything about that movie. So it starts with the end. It starts and begins with the end. The other thing, though, I will say, and that Pete said is that these films are living things. And like a, like that, that, that change every time you watch right, them. Totally, yeah. totally well, feel that way. Just Especially cha- with some of the... Like, yeah, not only that stuff. just change it all the time, but that make them viable and make them documents worth uh, going back to in right. our present day. I totally agree. And I think that's also why we can view them um, through the lens of kind of like our contemporary moment. And I think also to be critical of art doesn't mean... That you're dismissive of it either. I think it's okay to be like, even if just like to point out like, hey, some characters are shitty, and obviously that the filmmakers' intentions are to make shitty characters, and you just have to kind of deal with it. Right. I think a lot of the provocation in husbands comes from how much of it is self-aware and how much of it is is him rubbing our faces in the shitty, yes. toxic behavior of these three dudes um i'll go to my grave fucking thinking that scene though with him and mary well awful. i just think that that scene goes goes, goes on. on i think the, the, yeah. the, the, um, when you say it, when you know i actually do agree with pete that you know using the term worthless might be excessive but it's far too long of a scene um and it it doesn't at a certain point you have to wonder and we talked about this a lot but i keep coming back to it at what point do you veer f- away from a valid representation and into grotesquery or like shock or yeah or just like yeah i mean especially when you think about like these sort of latter i mean one one thing that i i think is that that's true of john cassavetes is that he's provocative without but he's really really tasteful in his provocation he's not you know He's not a Von Trier or a Gaspar Noé. Yeah, or, yeah. Or a the greatest filmmaker. You know, of our time, the greatest, the greatest filmmaker that has a film in theaters right now <laughs> called Climax. Um, but but, he it, but think about it. If you're in, if you're in the theater though, and they're only playing one film, then technically he's got you. And if it's not just how it happens to be Climax, you'd be like, okay, I have to admit this is the best. And movie's a piece of shit playing right it's now. It's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but film. he, you know, he he never. He's much more challenging than they are because he allows for a multitude of dimensions to these characters and who they are as people. Um, and I also think he he said and did some things that were pretty progressive. There's that bit in the Cavett show where he's talking about women's like liberation, women yeah. in the way that uh, you know that, that um, women are treated. You know that that the film to him is not just about women, though it represents. That not that the film is not just about men, though it mostly represents men. Right. He then turns around and follows husbands up with Minnie and Moskowitz, which is a really amazing yeah women's film and to that some scene, extent. And get, women that scene the which came up on Twitter again, where between her and her co her elderly her, her or not elderly friend. but older yeah. coworker. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, when you think about the films in a in a dialogue or a dialectic Ooh. with one another, Minya Moskowitz is a nice sort of antithesis to someone's been reading his Hegel. <laughs> hey but now. no, the film is a nice response to husbands in that sense, whether it's intended that way. Totally. Um, and it's funny, though, seeing also uh, the entirety of the body of work because... It also makes me think about, for example, some of the, my um, my early takes on that Carney book, which I think also again is still uh, still misses the mark on certain points. But the later films come at me, Ray. Come at me. The later films. Oh man, a- academic beef. It's the it's it's the lamest beef. You the got world. beef. <laughs> academic beef. www.academicbeef.com/slash/index.html. Do you know that Nas line? I forgot which song it's from, but it's like uh, people step up to me and. They, turn vegetarian because they don't want this beef is Nas from queens he is yeah. nice you got some good got some good hip-hop artists did i ever tell you about the time i met mr tip that is cute anyway it's previous episode um so um shit what were we talking about well we were we were talking about i think we were talking about the fact that there is a push and pull yes with cassavetes oh yes right and seeing the entire body of work and kind of thinking about um about just how complex it is and how varied it is uh, and really quite uh, all it's very um John Cassavetti's sort of oeuvre is oeuvre. is very it's very broad it covers a you know it's not all movies about people being miserable in rooms by themselves correct um but and I, I thought like I thought husbands would be the pinnacle and I going into it it was like okay you know he has like these early films that are obviously kind of raw and difficult to make because you know he was struggling to actually like make them and then the husbands would be kind of like the star. And then after right. that, it would just be like a series of like very interesting films, but nothing mind-blowing. But I mean, the stuff after Husbands, I think, is so much more compelling. Well, I would say that husbands. there's like about, and this is sort of going to speak to our larger talk, but I think that every film that comes after Husbands has something about it that like puts it in a higher a higher level of quality than what came. I mean, Minnie Moskowitz is incredible. Um, I mean, I think it's the stuff after that too. Killing of a Chinese bookie. Killing of a Chinese bookie, and then followed by. Um, well, Woman Under the Influence. We're forgetting oh, which Woman comes the before yeah, Killing yeah, yeah, of a yeah. Chinese bookie, yeah. and then what I think are the two pinnacles of his career, which are Opening Night and Love Streams. I think they're the both the the, the highest. Like, yeah. I mean, they're. I keep thinking about. They're the, astonishing movies. I, I I keep thinking about Opening Night, and that's like the first film I think that I'm going to go back. Oh yeah. And rewatch. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, even though obviously it's like really really long, but I mean whatever, it's it's brilliant, it's, long. it's amazing, it's very long, but it not, but it earns it earns its length. Um, before we jump deeper into that conversation, I think it is worth saying that there is a Pete's points are all really valid, and I think it it though I don't I definitely don't think that this film predates the women's liberation movement or anything. I think that, that it, it's much later in terms of that stuff. Yeah, no, by that point, it's definitely like in full... I mean, husband's late 70s. Yeah, well, no, yeah. it's 70, 1970. Oh, shit, is it that early? Yeah, it's 1970. Oh, but there's, Jeez. you know, I don't... I, not to not to dunk on Pete, but yeah. I think that there's, there's things going on before that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I do think that... Well, because everybody knows it started on August 1st, 1971, so... I need, women's I need, liberation. No, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> Neither do I. No, it's just. just, a, just I thought you were. Just made up a total George is referencing something really important here. Um, <laughs> I will say, um, that was actually the day you were born, right? <laughs> fuck uh, you. Fuck you, dude. Um, I will say that uh, one of the things that I look forward to doing as we continue this show is um, going back and looking at some of these like um, sort of 
celebrated filmmakers and, and taking them down a peg, especially when it came to their like sexual politics and their cultural politics. Yeah. What they might have said about the world um, that really, you know what? And you're absolutely, it's absolutely true that like you have to critique things to some extent through the lens at which they were make, made. But if film schools are going to continue to show these films as like achievements of the genre, then there needs to be a much stronger critical look at what it is they say. Totally, yeah. As much as how and, they and say it. And, and form totally and content fair. are meshed. Totally. Dialectically, one would, might say. Oh, oh, someone else has been reading his Hegel. <laughs> or Hegel? The, or just the Cliff's Notes. Cliff's, Cliff's Notes. Cliff's Notes. We do and, a and is, Amy Heckerling. And it is Cliff's Notes. I thought it was Cliff Notes. But I think it's Cliff's. Cliff Notes. No, you're wrong. Well, I thought you were referencing Clueless. When oh, she's like, where did you find that Clueless. out? And Cher goes, Cliff's Notes. Oh, which I also, it's funny too, because I've, I've been rereading uh, Pride and Prejudice. It's an Which amazing... I know Cl- uh, Clueless is based on Emma, of course. Don't come after me, Keith. <laughs> but still. Pride and Prejudice is amazing. It is amazing. It's one of my favorite books. Should we now talk about um, things again, Pete, though? Seriously, no. yeah. And I think that it, it, it I will say that uh, to Pete's credit, that voicemail did give me pause and make me go. I think totally, it is yeah, fair to yeah. say, like, I don't think, I certainly don't think we were trying to go after John Cassavetes for quote, not being woke enough. But I do think that that voicemail uh, gave me a little pause and how I continued to think about him. And also I think that quite frankly, the films got better after that, which is a crazy thing to say because Husbands has a lot to yeah, recommend it. No, totally. um, I agree. I do think that scene with Mary and Gus uh, is I a, just still don't I, like that scene. No, but I think it's a low point in his career. I that just seems think, a real low point. I, again, I just totally agree with you that it, it's obviously, it's, it's not worthless. It's meant to kind of convey something about the character. Right. Um, but yeah, it goes on for so goddamn long. But we, so we are long. very thankful for, for Pete and yeah, his no. continued attention. And um, I, I will say that, you know, not to turn this into a celebratory fest, but I think Pete's sort of energy with the show has kept my energy up to some extent because we had a listener that was really engaged. And that means something. So thank you, Pete. Yeah, thanks, Pete. And again, yeah, we welcome uh, criticism. As no, we don't. As long as, 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 long as it's constructive. Bullshit. Don't criticize. I have a hit podcast. And as long and you better not have. Don't I'm fuck, on WTF next week. Don't come fucking at me from, from Yale. Yeah, fuck right. you. Fuck, fuck Yale. you. Fuck you. Should we talk about uh, ranking? Johnny Staccato. Okay. Johnny Staccato episode not just, number one. Stop it with Johnny Staccato. Johnny Staccato okay, let's talk about three. ranking. Okay, sorry. Um. I'm just so, gonna sulk. Let me. Okay, so uh, George, we watched a lot of movies. Also, I know it's the end of our Casavetti's run. The end. Can somebody please? My do you mind go checking on Marty? He's been quiet. Be... Hello. For six months. Oh my god, he's okay, <laughs> Marty. He's just been working on the Irishman. Yes, yeah. Can you stop moving so, so much in this fucking chair, bro? I'm jittery. All right. Four cups of coffee. Did you have? When did you have your last cup of coffee? It's around six o'clock. Holy fuck. Do you sleep at night? About an hour and a half. <laughs> nice. Um, so, uh, so, uh, we, we, think watch all these movies. We had a brief conversation before about, uh, I thought it would be interesting to talk about the order that we should, that I watch think you should watch these films, which I say was, uh, you know, a little ironic because we did what most people do, which is watch the films chronologically. So, uh, George, do you think that it's better to watch these films in the order that they were made, or do you think it's better to watch them in a might be a more user friendly order? Because I've I have a suggested user friendly order here. Yes. Do you? No. Um, but seriously, uh, yeah. Okay, we could talk. Yeah, I think we should talk about maybe. So, I think generally speaking, there is something to be said about watching uh, 
an entire body of work chronologically. I think you do learn a lot about a filmmaker and about uh, society. It's all society. Yeah, I mean that's a very interesting, obviously, kind of like point to make. I think also about these films. Would you say you learn something dialectically? Ooh. So there's a thesis and then an antithesis. It's pronounced antithesis, but thank you. (laughs) And then the last thing is a synthesis. Uh, Do you say antifa or antifa? Because I used I I would I always said um, antifa. I just either I just, way they're I doing just say Lord's they're, work. I just say but. they're bad people. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. There's good people on both sides. There's good people on both sides. Didn't you hear the president's yeah. comments after? Yeah. It's not funny. No, it's he's not a, funny. He's, he's an, an asshole. Douchebag. Um, so let's say you're a space alien though, and ooh, you come to Earth, and you're like, "Hello, like Earthlings." What are my genitals? I look have like? heard of one, Yanis Cassavetes. What order why should I my, watch these films? What do my genitals look like? <laughs> Also, so I my would, genitals. Okay, so if if we're doing in like the order, then one should let's say kind of. Um, Where do it, you start? I have, I, a, I have a suggestion. Right I would here. say shadows. I know you disagree, but I totally disagree. Go for it. I'd start with Gloria. Ooh, my my entryway into John. I'm trying to create an, a way to get into ease the film. Ease people in. Ease people in. I think Gloria that's, is a real, fair. entertaining, really enjoyable film. Uh, why do you think start with shadows? Because it's the first one, and I think it's. I think Gloria is kind of an outlier. In many respects. Oh, uh, tell me more about that. Why am I eating pistachios during the fucking <laughs> recording? I'm sorry. I'm well, just... because Glory is clearly a diehard prequel. <laughs> also that. <laughs> and, I mean, do you not think that Gloria is kind of a very different kind of John Cassavetes film? It totally is. There's action in it in a way that there isn't. Yeah, in but other... it's okay. Okay. There's, there's, a, there's kind of genre convention. Right. Not in a bad way. What you're discounting, though, is that it's a Jenna Rowland's festival it's totally. a thing. Yeah, and i think that that's the most important thing the most important thing that john cassavetes did as a filmmaker in my opinion is give jenna rowland's good roles that's fair so i think you start with the film that almost highlights her and 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 also highlights her at an interesting moment in her career when she could have gone in a really different direction but instead she's playing this like badass lady i don't know it's just a that's really a entertaining film and it point though yeah about thinking about her as a more kind of um Let's say mainstream actress, right? Because uh, I can't think of other movies she was in. I know she was in other stuff, but I, I forever associate with her with him. And I, I said this jokingly, but I kind of mean it. I sort of wish we devoted the whole first season of the podcast to Jenna Rowland. She was not in a John terrible. Cassavetes. She was in a terrible. Obviously, she's done other things in this terrible Ethan Hawke, Angelina Jolie uh, film in which she plays like a minor role. Ethan Hawke and Angelina Jolie did oh, a, yeah, a film yeah, together. Yeah, where Angelina Jolie plays like a detective. Would be an FBI agent. Was it Taking Lives? Yes, it was Taking Lives. That's what it's called. Wow. Taking Lives. First of all, I've never seen that. And Ethan Hawke's in that movie? Yeah. And, and they, have, they have a rather sultry love scene. Yeah, I feel like that was one of those movies that got like a like that it, DVD it, release it came, came in with the like sexy was shower too. stuff. I could be wrong. Um, Sorry, I got distracted by the no. shower stuff. <laughs> the shower. Remember in the '90s when, like, "Color of Night" with Bruce Willis. The color of my god! Yeah. It was like a, it was a wannabe basic. So, Gloria is first for me. Shadows is first for you. What's yeah. your second? I think I went first, so you should go now. Minnie and Moskowitz. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I okay. feel like that's another good entryway. Deals with some problematic masculine behavior, but it also is like rooted in a kind of joy that I think makes it very accessible. Yeah, and I think that's also it's an interesting film to kind of fall on, um, because again, it, it is it's it's kind of almost rom-com is obviously kind of too much of a reduction no, but it has it's whimsical but it's whimsical there's a bit of um obviously romance but also kind of a magical kind of quality to it to the way in which kind of they meet and fall in love uh what's second for you 
I would say. By geez, the way, George is George is not working with all. notes. Yeah, yeah, I have a list here. It's called it's, being a professional. It's all. Yeah. So maybe we should just kind of go like chronologically, but not admit it. I would go faces. faces. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Seriously. Seriously. I would say. I think Minnie Moskowitz. Sure. Let's go Minnie Moskowitz. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Too many work. But then I have to go now. Now you go. Okay. I would go um, A Woman Under the Influence. Booyah. film. Yeah. Why? Because uh, it's just a good film. This is a great film. It's just a great film. If you can't say that for the rest of the, the, the eight rest <laughs> of the fucking movies we're going to list. It's just another great film. Um, yeah. And, and again, I don't. Uh, it's an interesting why. film to, to pair with Minnie and Moskowitz. Yeah. No, it certainly is. But also a kind of a domestic drama. A very kind of a. So you could kind of like, you know, hang your hat on that. Mine was Shadows. Ah, My number three was so Shadows. I think shadows. now you're sort of ready for it. You, it, 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 it lends itself. And I think you're sort of, it's so rough aesthetically that I don't think it's a great place to start. Are you going to ever list Faces or just going to be like, but don't watch Faces? <laughs> What's your number four? I would say Killing of a Chinese Bookie. Why? Because it's not a Jenna Rollins vehicle. And it's also for me. Ben Gazzara vehicle. Yeah, it's one of the, um, one of the my, my personal favorites. Really? Yeah, yeah. My number four. Mm-hmm. This is sure to be controversial. Uh-oh. Too late blues. Ooh, explain. Yeah. Um, I went with too late blues. I wasn't even thinking about including the studio one. It was a tricky one. Um, I I will tell you that a child is waiting is lower on the list. I think too late blues is an important movie to understand developmentally for Cassavetes as a filmmaker, and I also think he dealt with some of the things in shadows that are interesting sort of beatneck kind of culture a kind of like pre-hippie but it also deals with male and relationship male relationships especially as they relate to women albeit in a shallow way i think it also hits on his kind of as you put it before like the white ethnics in a really interesting way yeah and i also think it's like a rough draft to how he would handle women and mental illness at a later point in his career mm-hmm. and so i think that it's it's a nice companion piece to shadows but also um, you're not going to see much other things like it in his sort of career, but it, it speaks to a very definitive moment that he came up in. I think that's an important film for people to see. Makes sense. Um, so uh, to recap real quick, my first four are Gloria, Minnie, and Moskowitz, Shadows, Too Late Blues. What are yours? Jeez, I'm going to have to remember. Uh, Shadows, mm-hmm. Minnie, Moskowitz, Woman Under the Influence, Killing the Chinese Bookie, Booyah. What's that, number five for you? Just off the top of my head, too. It's I was mouthing your choices. I would say uh, Faces because it's an early Cassavetes film, but an advanced level Cassavetes. It is a, <laughs> it is a 401. You, isn't that what they call the like advanced? Like a, like a, well, what I is, thought a 401 was something you put money in for. Well, so like the, when you take a, wait, like, like a, what one do adults o- call those? a 101 would be like a, would be like Gloria. Like it's an, oh, like an, intr- an entry yeah, level. So like, it depends where you go. I guess that's true. Like okay. Well, fucking it, go to Yale. Maybe. Fuck Yale. No, for the remember 401 is like, what are those um, things where people put away money? I believe it's pronounced 401 A Savings. A Savings account. account. Yeah, I had to ask Felicity Sovens. Huffman about it. Um, so <laughs> your number five was, what did you just say? Uh, faces. So so because, now why? Uh, because it's entry level to advance Cassavetes. To jump. To jump to my number six film, which I'm not going to. My number right five now. film was A Woman Under the Influence. Ooh. I think we've after Shadows and Too Late Blues, we've spent you. way too much time away from Jenna Rollins. I also think it's a really, re- I think it might be the film he's best known for in a way. Faces? No, to a woman under oh, the influence. Sorry, a woman under the influence. And I think that like this is this is actually advanced level Cassavetes. I think mid to advanced level Cassavetes. Um, I agree. And I think it's also uh, 
just an important film, but not one that you... If you started with that, I don't know if you'd finish. That's fair. Uh, number six? Uh, husbands. Why Husbands? Uh, because, again, it's kind of uh, grueling to get through. But I... Th- um, and, again, I think it is, like, one of the films uh, that he's most remembered for. Clearly. Mm, I don't agree with that. You don't agree with that? No, I feel like it's sort of a... I have to don't, stop eating... You don't agree with that. You son of a How bitch. fucking dare you? These pistachios. I, mm. My plan... Everything's going according to plan. Uh, what? I'm starting to feel funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's a film he's well known for. It is I, Metrograph's uh, essential pick. Yeah, and, 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 and for me... Which it, is the most goddamn Brooklyn hipster sentence. <laughs> it is Metrograph's essential <laughs> John Cassavetes film, guys. It does kind of prepare the way... Uh, again... Prepare the way. For what comes later. I had killing of a chinese bookie i think it's a great pairing with woman of the influence um i think it's i think i agree with you in some ways it might be one of the best my favorite films um it goes down pretty smooth i think it's a nice little palate cleanser where where we're going next on my list at least um so that's the first uh, five what's your number six i'm sorry that's yeah that was number six yeah what's your number seven i would say um uh, opening night. Me too. Mm. My number seven was opening night. Back in uh, Rollins country. Back in Rollins country. Population and, us, baby. And boy, oh boy, is that a good place to be. Um, I think that this is your entry into advanced, really advanced John Cassavetes. So my list here is all advanced John Cassavetes. And then I would go uh, Love Streams. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Love I think st- it pairs up amazingly well. With, I think they're perfect. Yeah. It almost it almost kind of feels, I mean, obviously, no, it almost feels like a spiritual sequel to Opening Night. Many, Why do you think ways. that? Because there's lots of questions about uh, like the role of the artist, about what it means to be an artist in kind right. of today's society. There is this kind of beautiful... Um, kind of a surrealistic quality the surrealistic quality but I, I just meant in terms of like the theme of like the questions of like aging mm-hmm. and what it means to be older and alone mm-hmm. to find yourself in middle age and like not have anybody around thank you. god i'm not dealing with that yeah um <laughs> it's my favorite john cassavetes i think love streams yep i yeah. think it's a, the best i think opening night for me but i mean love streams is fucking amazing fucking amazing uh what's next for you jeez what's left well, we have uh, different lists. <laughs> I'm keeping track of mine. So, what about you, Liam? Um, husbands. Ah, okay. I think husbands is actually pretty advanced, John Cassavetes. And I also think that if you watch too early, you're gonna be like, "Fuck this guy." I also think it's valuable to understand that film. If we're not going chronologically, which I, I actually think probably is the right way to do it, but if we're not, I don't know if that's like a good starting point for a relationship with him. Especially like I think I told you when I saw the film at BAM. There were three walkouts. Right. It's not a good place to start. Though there's plenty of worth to the film. Oh, yeah. It's an amazing fucking film. You? Yeah. Um, I think we're at the point that we're... Am I done with... I think I'm done listening all like the... For for me are like the legitimate mm. Cassavetes films. That's a bullshit thing to say, but sure. Because you haven't put <laughs> fucking Gloria on your list yet. Oh, yeah. Gloria. Oh, God. No, actually, I like Gloria. So it's a I, great movie. So I would put... Drop Gloria right here. Boop. All right. So then, is that are you done? Then you're not going to list the other films. And I would say, I mean, in all honesty, like if you're a completist, yes, see Too Late Blues, see A Child Is Waiting, see Big Trouble. But uh, unlike, if you're not a professional like us, if you're not getting paid millions, millions of, of dollars, dollars per do episode, this, you don't have to go. Did you ever watch Seinfeld? See those. You films. know how those guys got paid really well for that show? Yeah. yeah. I wish we did too. Yeah. 
Um, I'm gonna. Re- I'm just gonna read the rest of my list. This is why we need to negotiate. Uh, you know, we, if we stick together, we can get a million an episode. We have to fucking stick together. We have to fight the union. The, the union? The no, union? sorry, oh, the God, on our oh, side. Yeah, the unions. There, we're, we're two people. <laughs> I was thinking independent podcast. Um, I. The rest of my list is faces, big trouble, and a child is waiting. Ooh, do you want to say anything about those? Um, Faces is probably the hardest John Cassavetes movie to watch, in my opinion. I think it it has less to say than it thinks it does, and I just think it's monotonous and long. And and though though it has a plan, it's very very valuable. It's it's like a very yes. it's an, it's a very important film, right? But I also am not. It's one of the few films. So when I watched La Ventura for the first time, mm-hmm. the Antonioni film, I was it's by Michelangelo Antonioni. Oh, no, yeah. Who's this I, Antonioni? I was uh, I was like, fuck this. I don't care about this. <laughs> you fucking prick. I was like, I don't really care about this movie because I've seen this. <laughs> mo- I, 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 I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Yeah. And I, I've, I've since seen it more and, and appreciate it more. But the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, yeah, sh- I get it. Sure. That's how I felt about Faces for most of its running fair. time. Um, and my opinion about it has not changed. Um, and then uh, Big Trouble is a really enjoyable movie, but pretty inessential. And A Child is Waiting is just... Besides the most terrifying opening credit sequences of your entire life, it's a, it's a rough goes with that one. It is. It's brutal. All right. So that's that's my list. Gloria, Minnie and Moscow, It's Shadows, Too Late Blues, A Woman Under the Influence, Killing of a Chinese Bookie, Opening Night, Love Streams, Husbands, Faces, Big Trouble, A Child is Waiting. George? Now do every uh, episode, every fifth, uh, all 56 episodes of Johnny Staccato. Johnny Staccato Johnny 52. Staccato. Johnny Castato, Staccato. But why Johnny Staccato 52? I like the piano the, tuner. I love the piano tuner. Yeah. What do you like about the piano tuner episode? <laughs> why don't you list your top John Cassavetes movies? You, you know, know what? I mean, I think I've given my opinion. You don't know your order. And I think the people, and by people I mean Keith. Keith. I, you know, they, they've, they've heard me say enough about this. Well, I think we've said goddamn enough about John Cassavetes. Um, go see any, Johnny Staccato. Go see Johnny Staccato. Any parting words before we never speak about John Cassavetes until we need to do, you know, mid-season sweeps? Will you remember No, but hey, thanks for listening yeah, to thanks for listening, uh, everybody. season one and season two. Art, should we? Are we going to announce who our season two? By now, people probably will know. Ooh, will they? It depends how we edit and release, but I guess they well it also so, depends on how we want to tell the world yeah so should we do it so if you haven't already heard <laughs> uh, we're taking a slightly different approach to season two season two is going to be a selection of films starring philip seymour hoffman, hoffman which i'm incredibly excited yeah. about and we'll talk about why we're doing that uh on our uh, episode where we do the philip seymour hoffman draft but those will those will start coming out soon and um we hope you stick around and t- please tell please tell a friend about this show yeah they don't have Rain, to love subscribe. they don't have to love john cassavetes but maybe they love philip seymour hoffman my wife said to me the other day um she was like hey if you do philip seymour hoffman maybe i'll listen to the show <laughs> what so. support and your daughter said, Philip Seymour Hoffman. She was like, Daddy, you look like Philip Seymour Hoffman. I was like, do I? Thank you. Um, no, please um, please rate, review, subscribe, and, and tell people you know about the show, especially any of your Philip Seymour Hoffman love. Who doesn't love Philip Seymour Hoffman? Fascists. Fascists. Totally. Okay. Um, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks very much. Uh, I'm Liam Billingham. I'm George Rigopoulos. And this was... Uberbusters. Cassavetti style. Had the time of my life And I never felt this way before Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
<laughs> you can't see it, but I'm lifting Liam up <laughs> over, over, over. <laughs>